It's written by Stan List Entrin. <laughs> Why am I blanking though? David, David Serta. David <laughs> I wanted to call him Charles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> Not back up pulling a me. Manic. Jumpscare. Hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Hi. We're Quinn and we're Becca. And. Welcome to Piece of Jumpscare, a podcast where Becca and I talk openly about our shared delusions, passions. And, and love for each for other. Can you hear that? So like, yeah, but barely. But I think it'll work. Okay, we'll see. We'll see in post. <laughs> it was serving ASMR. So, Quinn, um, today is kind of a marvelous... Ew, what the hell even is that Oh my even? god, what is that on the studio? What oh is my god. that? There's someone in the what studio. What is that? Oh my god. Who oh my is god. that? Oh. Uh- what? Oh my god! Oh it's my beautiful. gosh! I love it, Quinn. Wait, Thank it's not you. so weird anymore. Hi. I'll take war. It's actually <laughs> our friend Nan. Oh yay! Hey guys, hi Nan. Nan. Oh my god, Nan! Welcome. How do you know where our studio is? Um, I've been camping outside. Oh, oh that's what's been ticking on our door. Okay. So Becca and oh, I need wow. security now. That's great. Um, but anyway, <laughs> cool. Um, so we're ha- so happy to. Yeah. Nan, do you want to do you want to do the podcast with us today? Maybe. Oh my gosh! Really? Yeah. Yes. Where's recording okay. the podcast? That's so random. I had no clue that this is happening right now. Oh my god, that's crazy. Yeah. No, that's fine. That's cool. That's good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, she can stay. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um. No. Yeah. That's good. Okay. Um. So Nan, I guess. I mean, well, who the hell are you? Hi guys, uh, my name is Nan. I'm currently a senior here at the University of Pittsburgh pursuing a major in marketing, a minor in theater arts, and I'm doing concentrations in film studies and music. And today I'm joined by my two greatest friends in the entire universe. <laughs> she With committed. The podcast. Nice, yeah. <laughs> ben Patrick Murphy and Becca Joan Hobart. Not my well, middle so name. Much. I just realized, Quinn, you have the same last name as Ryan Murphy. I do. <laughs> Like I never connected that before that you could possibly be related to him. He's my uncle, actually. Stop. I'm sick yeah. of the lies. Um, sick of the lies. Um, but actually, you but, guys, this isn't Nan's first time on the program. It's true. Nan was she has been if a you guest before all the way back to when we played that little trivia game, our tenth episode special. Yeah. Um, Nan famously. <laughs> flopped harder lost. than anyone has so ever hard. flopped maybe yeah um, she lost badly <laughs> at the game um but you know we still invited her onto the podcast um because we're charitable very charitable people. oh my god i just remember a special responsibility man gets as a guest of the podcast but we'll talk about that later oh yeah hmm. okay um but guys this is the part of the podcast where we 
talk to each other, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to <laughs> know. That's <laughs> the other parts. <laughs> this was where we just stare. Um, <laughs> but so I would love to know, Nan, like what even is going on in your life right now? So one thing about me is yeah, yeah. I have had zero free time the past couple of months because um, mm. just like this same time last year, I'm involved with another play. Mm-hmm. And why would you do that? I don't know. It just kind of happened. Mm-hmm. I don't even mean audition. Mm-hmm. I just was there one day and then I just next day I got the part and it was just kind of what the F. But wow. today is one of my two off days, today and tomorrow. And I am taking those Ds to just sit and sit. Yeah. Uh, isn't that the and best? And podcast now, yeah. Podcast, yeah. yeah. And we thank you. We thank you. Um, is your this show okay do you want to talk you're in a show called what dance nation by claire baron and so i know you to be a social dancer right i don't even know ever if you've ever had formal dance training so is the sort of dancing you're doing in the show coming from your soul do you want to talk a little bit about yeah where's this coming from from you famously atomi cousin uh did choreograph the dances for the show there is like there's like a mix there's like two legit dance numbers and then there's one like and there's some like other movement stuff um but this is like like audition like dancing like dance call musical like real dancing and there's gotcha. some scenes where it's just like little like random things but yeah for the most part it's like legit dancing so everyone in the show can dance to some extent mm-hmm. and we have to um yeah. yeah i was trained i'm a trained um hip-hop dancer I was trained for two years. Thank you for laughing, Quinn. I, I held wasn't... the back. I held the back. <laughs> <laughs> Not only was I a basketball captain, but also I was the lead dancer of my hip hop team in India. I believe in fifth grade, maybe fourth. Oh, uh, okay. But then I, when I moved back, to, when I moved back here, it just kind of stopped, and that's my biggest regret in life: not doing dance at an early age. Really? Yeah. So I'm sorry. You were trained by you when you were the lead. <laughs> no okay. I was I like did legit hip-hop dance lessons for like I think a year not even I don't even remember and then yeah that's it but I did like okay. have dance class and it was awesome oh, okay cool rock on wow when you were taking dance did you have like a tote bag or something that said like I can't I have dance class I wish. No, the guy would just come to our like apartment complex and we would be in one of the little like areas and he would come to your house. Well, okay. So India is weird because there's like a lot of apartment complexes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, you can't say that. Guys, 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 guys. MPJ CU does not say MPJ does not endorse the views of all of our guests. We just give them (laughs) platforms um, to express those views. And by weird, I mean different. But okay. everyone, like, there's a lot more apartment Whoa. complexes. And, like, by weird, I mean one. bad. And there's like, I think there was like, I don't even remember how many like apartment buildings there were, but we had like a clubhouse and like all these like parks and stuff. It's like a little like town, not a town, but it was like a little mini like place. And there's a bunch of like rooms that you can just like rent out and stuff. So that's where we had our little dance classes in one of these little rooms. Um Giving. And yeah, the dude would just come and teach a bunch of the kids that lived in the apartment complex. And a lot of my friends and I did it together. That's so fun, actually. That sounds really fun, actually. 
a little awesome. Wow. Um, also, Nan, I have to, I literally have to mention the fact that currently right now, I have to assume that you're in your room, right? Yes. Which is famously <sighs> my old neighbor's room. Yep. I, the apartment in Pittsburgh I lived in for three years is the apartment right next to you. I'm looking into your apartment right now, actually, the way I'm sitting. Oh, so you're in the room next to Macy's room. Yes. That's crazy to think Macy's about. Macy's room and I, we share a wall. Wow, 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 wow. You lived there for oh three years, gosh. Becca? Yeah, from 2019 to 2021. That's 22. crazy. Sorry. Yeah. Good for I you. I loved it. Thank you. Yeah, it's so nice. They are good apartments. I love those little lofts. Except, Nan, are you having trouble with the mail? I deliveries. It only happened one time because I got a bunch of stuff sent to me from NBC and they put it on Dawson. And this like guy came to our house and was like, Hey, like, I don't want to bring you the packages because I don't want like security cameras making it seem like I'm stealing it. But just to let you know, your stuff has been delivered here. If you want to come and get the stuff. And I was like, Oh my God, thank you so much. Kind sir. That was really nice. No one ever did that for me. And I would have to knock on doors and, oh. and it was my medical supplies and I would have to like call the police. Oh. Yeah, I know. Seriously, Um, it sucked. Wow. But I love that. So it seems like your life is going good and bad at the same time. Yeah. Perfect. And what is life if not going bad and good at the same time, really? (laughs) Literally. It's all about balance is what we've learned over the course of this podcast. Mm -hmm. I actually do have a fun fact for you. What? Today, I downloaded the Starbucks app for the first time. And I got... It's crazy that that wasn't on your phone. Well, I don't... I mean, she doesn't like Starbucks. She doesn't like Starbucks. coffee. And yeah. Miss Becky Toth sent me a $5 gift card a while ago, and I just put it on the app, and I got a little juice today. Juice. Yeah, because we have our holiday. F- we. I'm sorry. Sorry. That was, um, that's just, yeah. Um, they have their uh, holiday flavors out now. So, yeah. <gasps> oh my God. That was like a big day last year for me and my friends. Yeah. Because, like, we would meet at Starbucks before going to work at 6 a.m. And it was, like, the day they got, like, their holiday flavors. We were like, oh, my God, what flavor are we all going to try? And they were all gross. Surprise. (laughs) Mine was gross. I remember tasting someone else's, and I was like, that's not that gross. No, they're all gross to me. (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Oh, my God. But, um, yeah. So, Quinn, um, what's up with you, I guess? I guess uh, we'll go around the room. I'm so glad you asked because I've actually made my return to somewhere where if you've been listening to the podcast, I went to Against My Will just like two short months ago. Um, I'm in the country of France. <gasps> oh, mm-hmm. okay. It's so true, oui, actually. Oui, 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 oui. Oui, oui. Je m'appelle Queen. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, that rocked. You blend right in, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, for whatever reason, when someone speaks French to me, it's like not like it's it's not like any other language I've ever like. Like for whatever I've encountered a lot of people who don't speak English like at first to me over this trip, but like for whatever reason, when people speak French to me, I'm like I like clam up. I'm like. Ugh, ugh. <laughs> Oh boy. <laughs> I like feel really bad about not being able to speak the language back to them for some reason. Um, but anyway. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I'm in France. I am in a little town 
called Annecy at um, the base of the French Alps. Annecy. Um, Annecy. <laughs> Annecy. Um, but yeah, it's actually um, it's actually interesting because I came here because um, I'm going to Paris tomorrow. <gasps> And not Becca's car. It's actually the city Ugh. they named after Becca's Dang car. Um, yeah. But uh, so. Still need to sue them for that. Yeah. Um, so Milan to Paris was like, I knew I like, because I was planning on going to Paris. But if you guys remember, my trip got a little altered by the fact that I got here really late. And then I had to like pick up my suitcase and spend a couple extra days in Greece. <laughs> Poor me. Um, yeah at the beginning of my trip um but with that time I was going to actually go to Paris before I went to Spain um Mm. and so I actually was not able to do that and but I remember I was in like Amsterdam and I was just watching the people go by and like seeing how well everybody was dressed I was like I need to be doing this but in Paris um and so I was like what the hell so I just moved the Paris trip to the end of my little European excursion um And so, yeah, I'm going to Paris tomorrow, but it was like a long train ride and like I didn't really feel like doing that. And then I kind of wanted to visit Annecy because um, my high school's patron saint, St. Francis de Sales. Okay. Um, he was actually the Bishop of Geneva um, in Switzerland. And I don't know if Annecy was under that jurisdiction, but I believe at one point he was in exile in Annecy. You said... Too many big words, and then you had to say jurisdiction, girl. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Take it down. Take anyway, it down. It's like a whole. Level. It's like a whole church thing. It was, and oh. it was when the Catholics and the Protestants were beef and heavy, like one of the first times. And, okay, you talking um, about that? I think he got banished from Switzerland because the Protestants kind of took over there. Um, and so he had to okay. come live in Annecy, and Annecy is kind of where he found like his whole religious order. Um, okay. But like Annecy is kind of the main place he's like associated with. And so I don't know. It was just I was over here and I, it was like half. It's like kind of halfway between like Milan and Switzerland. And so I was like, why don't I just go there for like a day or two? And so mm-hmm. I did that. And I actually went to um his church today. And he's buried in there. So I like Do you feel haunted little, now. I saw his little headstone. I mean, yeah. No, you know what would have been really haunted? Apparently. So I think it's being a Catholic saint is kind of crazy because a lot of them actually have their remains just like stored places. Um, As opposed to like people who are usually just in like a cemetery and stuff, but like theirs are in like churches and oh. stuff and everybody can come and like see. Oh, and it's like a big thing in Europe because a lot of them are from here famously. Um, right, right. But so like their tombs are there, but I believe his heart is somewhere else. Because I was reading about it today, and I think at one point the like somebody like the Protestants like tried to steal his heart, but like the Catholics were trying to like keep it safe. That's kind of cute. And so his heart is somewhere else, but like the rest of his remains are buried somewhere under that church. And so I saw his little headstone today, as well as Saint Jane de Chantal, who was his like bestie, um, while he was alive. And we would Mm. always say their two names when we would pray. And we would we'd say St. Francis de Sales, pray for us. 
St. Jean de Chantal, pray for us. Then there was also Blessed Father Louis Brisson, but he's like a whole other thing. Oh, I don't know any of those. Sorry. I don't know who I know. this is. <laughs> it's so specific. No, it's interesting because I didn't go to like a Jesuit, like I went to an oblate school. And so oblates like are the religious order who like follow St. Francis de Sales. Um, so they're like a smaller religious order as compared to like Jesuits or something. And Nan are just like guys staring at me like I'm <laughs> speaking a different language. I don't, I don't know any of these. I don't um, know what but yeah so i don't know they're one of the smaller religious orders so like it's kind of like being like a niche fan of something not that i'm necessarily no i would say saint francis is pretty cool like aside from like the whole organized religion thing guys we talked about this on the podcast before but um oh boy (laughs) but yeah it's kind of like he's kind of like a niche micro celebrity so like it's kind of fun that he's like (laughs) (laughs) i don't know micro celebrity of the bc or is he (laughs) No. After Christ. After. Uh, well, he's uh, a saint in the Catholic Church, so not a lot of them were actually BC because. You can make fun of me all you want. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know. But yeah, he was he was alive in like the 15 or 1600s. Oh, okay. The 16th, 17th century. So right there he in that so be a vampire if like we are writing a story about it you're like he's giving me vampire vibes <laughs> he's giving me vampire vibes like his heart is in a somewhere and his his body's in the church when, you guys want to know a fun fact about vampires yeah um, you're when full of fun buried, facts today man yeah when they're buried some they would like put iron like things through their bones to prohibit them from like rising and getting up because they can't like touch iron so they would like put like things or like Take them down like iron guys on their right. collar so they couldn't get up so y'all are gonna doing. have to do that to me oh because <laughs> i'm gonna be oh. like <laughs> <laughs> let me rise up rise no, up could you imagine rise something up. more eliza <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm so scared what just happened um i know i guys i got scared too there's nothing i know we're past spooky season at this point but there's nothing more cunty than like reaching up out of the ground and going like like this the living dead like yes it's so slay yeah but i think if i were to do that i would be like this (laughs) (laughs) thanks so much for your time guys and for that you have to go on the YouTube and see what mm. Nan just did. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but Becca, oh. what the hell is going on with you going back around the room? Okay, thank you. Um, yeah. So everything I say is about work because it's truly all I do. <laughs> Yeah, but yesterday we did have our work holiday meeting, yippee doo da, and I was presented my favorite thing, an award. Basically, it was for being slay, but I got yes, an award. Uh... Yeah, and then um, my manager gave like a whole speech about how influential I've been in the workplace, and then she cried and I did cry as well, and I was like, "What even the hell? This is so moving." Oh it was my god, Becca, you've been working moment. there for like what four months yeah no i change places i go and i change 
That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. The fact the fact that you can have an impact like that in such a short amount of time is not what other people can do. It's true. And I and I I'm grateful to myself. The fact that you are an award-winning <laughs> Alta employee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so true. It's so true. Get that on no, the yeah. damn IMDB this instant. Right no, now. Literally. I'm like, how do I how do I add this to my resume? <laughs> to like your civilian resume, you can and certainly add that. <laughs> civilian <laughs> resume. Good person. Um oh, speaking of resumes, also, I've been secretly doing this um online Parsons program and I finished my courses. So now I have a certificate from Parsons in fashion business. Yes. Oh <laughs> God. Isn't that so random? I Becca, just do slayful, actually. Yeah, <sighs> thank you. No, uh, you're like a little too cool to go to Parsons, honestly. If I went there in real life, like, yeah, it just wouldn't make sense. Because what if I met like a girl named Mary Beth and I would have to like bully her if she's so too good? <laughs> no, you give like Parsons dropout vibes. <laughs> thank you. Just like, um, Macy from Rodman. Info Wars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's why I was inspired. Oh, I picked by up on that. Saying that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, thank you. Minus the like heavy drug use afterwards, I um, probably would just you know. And you have time to, to explore that. that. Well, thank you. So I wouldn't count yourself out quite yet. Because <laughs> okay. you're winning awards after four Noted. months at Alta. Imagine after four <laughs> months of doing hard drugs, what kind of awards you could be winning? <laughs> oh, Oscars, baby! <laughs> FBI's number one most wanted. That's a highly sought after award, actually. And I do believe in myself. <laughs> number one to change the country in the way that security works in buildings. <laughs> <laughs> the way air- airports run. <laughs> anyway. There's going to be TSA in the train stations after Becca is done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Okay. Ooh, that was fun. <laughs> Shouts out. Okay. Well, anyone Does your award have like a to- title? Um... It just says the holiday award. Yeah. Oh, um, forgiving well experience. It is on my floor right now. And then my manager like wrote a note to me on it. Oh my god. Do you guys like present soared. next year's ceremony if you're still working there? Um, hopefully I won't be, dear God. <laughs> but um you could say that. Yeah, you could say that. My God. Yeah. It's gonna be crazy. Yeah. Wow. My God, look at us. That's awesome. Sometimes I forget that you guys are like literally so close in age to me. Like, I feel like I'm so much younger. Well, aren't you? Well, how old are you? No. Yes. 37? No, actually, I'm 45. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm 426, actually. (laughs) You want to talk about vampires? Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, no, we're literally the same age. Yeah, I'm literally 21. I just turned 21 a couple months ago. Yeah, but we were in like the oh. same grade until I decided I was like, okay, what yeah. if I mm-hmm. finished? I'm only a year older than you, Nan, and I'm six months older than you, Quinn. Hmm. Wait, so, no, when's your birthday? Okay. It's in like June, right? June 23rd. June 23rd, yeah. Yeah, so I'm only like six months older than you. June 23rd, aka my phone password. <laughs> yeah, it's true, it's true. That's great. So if you guys ever need to get in Nan's phone for any reason... Um, it's Becca's birthday. Very special day, June twenty third. You guys have the same birthday? I feel like we've been over this. No, 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 no. Oh. Nan- <laughs> Nan's birthday is July seventeenth, twelfth, seventh, twelfth, eleventh. 
10th. Yeah. July. Fourth. Happy. Okay. Seventeenth. <laughs> nope. What the hell? Unlucky. Unlucky. Thirteenth. Thirteen. Oh, Friday. Oh, 13th. you don't. You don't seem like an odd number girl to me. You seem like I know, number. right? But when you think of July thirteenth, Friday the thirteenth, that makes. Not you giving Taylor Swift vibes. Yeah, thirteen. You're right. You're right. The two best songwriters in the world. Yep. Nan and Taylor. <laughs> yep that's what i always say yep perfect all right guys um do we feel caught up are we good to move on i, feel very caught, up. I caught a lot of balls that's how caught up i feel okay also where? wait just because i mentioned both of your middle names do you guys remember what my middle name is you don't have one no the one that i appointed myself oh jeff I feel like it's changed. Jim, it's not, Jim, it's not Jim. Beverly. It's not Beverly. It's not Beverly. Which Beverly is one of the that. better middle names you could have, actually. Renee Beverly Wolf will go down in history as one of the best names I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Renee, Renee Beverly Wolf. Wait. <laughs> is it Simone? Oh, Samantha. Yes, Samantha. <laughs> Nandita Samantha Mahesh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I do. I do recall, actually. Okay. Just wanted to get that out there. Wait, you know my middle name? Joan. Joan. And Quinn's is... Padraig. 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 Don't struggle with that one. <laughs> Quinn Pete. Almost... Quinn Pete. Becca J. Nandita. <laughs> Na- at- Nan. Nan. <laughs> Nan, full stop. Um... <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. But guys... Okay, guys. We are now going to take a little break and then you. we'll be back to tell you why Nan is actually here this week. You're right. Guys, I'm scared. Oh my God, Carson. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, and it's starting already, but uh, we're back. <laughs> and so guys, yeah. so not me and Becca is we're going to do a bit. Um, and so I'm going to be honest, Nan was actually always supposed to be here. She didn't just wander into our podcast studio. Um, we pranked you guys, but we wanted to have Nan here today because just about a year ago, (laughs) we were doing a little show, the three of us called Mm -hmm. The drag seed. Um, that's really the show that solidified Nandita and I's friendship. I don't know about Becca and Nan, and Becca and I already had a pretty established. It definitely brought Becca yeah. and I a lot closer. But should I? Um, yeah, but it was very. I believe it was a formative project for all of us, and there was a lot going on during the whole Ooh. process. And so we all just wanted to come together <laughs> and have a little anniversary moment. So, yeah, on the yeah. podcast. Um, and so Becca, I guess I'll start with you as yeah. the director of the whole show. Mm-hmm. How do we even get here? Yeah, good question. I ask myself <laughs> all the time, how the hell did that even come about? Um, so I guess we'll go back to actually let's start. So I my what was that? My junior year, I directed mm-hmm. a little one-act show called Carrie and Francine so cute it was cute it was cute we did it online it was cute whatever Mm -hmm. um and then i knew i wanted to submit to direct a 
full size show. Full size. <laughs> king size. Full- <laughs> no, this show was king size. <laughs> a California king, babe. California king. Um, I knew I wanted to do a full length play um, my senior year. So I did submit for the show Die Mommy Die. Um, which is still an incredible show that I really want to direct. Um, but they, what had happened was the committee, the application committee was like, so actually this show is too difficultly dated. We would not be able to like costume and set design it like with our resources. Cause one thing about Pitt's theater department, they are motherfucking struggling all the time. God bless them. As arts programs are everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. I have a lot of love, but you know, we do what we can. Um, so Wait, then so I was what, like, what period was it set in that it was like so specific? The 60s, the 1960s. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The 60s. Whatever. The, <laughs> the 1260s. <laughs> um, the vampire ages, babe. No. Ah. But yeah, so I was like, okay. And they were like, but we basically, we want you to direct. So you'll just have to resubmit for a different show. And I was like, well, thank you so much. So I'll choose one. Then I submitted for um, Eurydice, actually. But I was going to do it in drag. And with, like, the stones be in drag. And then the, like, Eurydice and What's-His-Face both cast as, like, women. So, like, uh, women-loving-women couple there. But they were, like, mm, too boring, actually. <laughs> so like okay lesbians are so boring they're like we're sick of it at this point um we're so sick of it but there's already a lesbian play on the docket and they were like that's too much that's too much yeah Yeah. (laughs) we can't have four lesbians guys (laughs) um so then they sent me a list of plays that involved like drag and like elements of the things that i wanted in the first place so let me just make this so clear. The department, people who study theater, sent me a list of plays that they thought I should do. Remember that. <laughs> Remember that for later. That uh-huh. I was told that these would be good plays to do. Mm-hmm. So I chose the drag seed because I was like, oh, perfect. It's funny enough it's funny enough. Um, I feel like I can work enough. with this and I feel like it would be like really fun. Cause my main thing, I just wanted to have like fun. Like we were coming back after a year of doing zoom theater, which honestly sucked and was really hard. Um, and I was like, I just want to do something as fun as possible. Things did go awry at some point, but ultimately I did have fun. Yeah. I think it was fun. Um, okay, good. But so, yeah, um, it's written by Stan List Entrant. <laughs> Why am I blanking, though? David, David Serta. David <laughs> I wanted to call him Charles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> Not back up pulling a me. Oh, classic. Classic. But yeah, um, he's a Chicago theater artist. He... Um, performs a lot um he's really funny you should definitely follow him on instagram sir delicious he does not follow us we follow back no <laughs> no um he constantly is posting uh like those reface videos of 
it's very slow. He yossifies mm-hmm. himself. Anyway, <laughs> um, but it's this drag seed was a um, spoof of the horror movie slash play, The Bad Seed. And instead of the little child being a regular little child killer, <laughs> it's a little child drag queen killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's hairspray, and that the fact that um, mom is in drag, but it's like not talked about. Yeah, yeah, explicitly. So that's fun. Um, it's just like a whole gay horrific mess, and horrific mm-hmm. as in like spooky, scary. Um, I do wish we would have premiered one week earlier. Oh, to be in Halloween. Yeah, but yeah. it's okay. Um. So, yeah, basically, I got the thing over the summer that it was like, okay, so we're going to do drag seed. Um, My understanding was like the department was like, yeah, like we all read this and we're, we think it's okay. Remember that for later. <laughs> um, But yeah, and then I was like really excited. I started thinking about casting. I obviously had my friend Quinn in mind and I had not yet met Nan. No, it's true. I think shortly after you found out that you were going to do Drag Seed, we were filming for Thanks to Her. It's true. Oh my God. You told me about it. Which, now that you bring up Thanks to Her, I actually did think that I did not get invited to the premiere, um, only to know that I haven't logged into my student email account for probably five months now, (laughs) and it was sent there. So. Thank you. But um, yeah, so yeah, I did find out while we were filming. And then once I knew, Nan, that you had done theater and how funny you were, I really, I had you in mind as well then, you know, as soon as we talked about it. But yeah, I actually had Quinn in mind for um, a separate role. Mm-hmm. Little peekaboo. We did, and we did, back. I remember back and I first talked about it at Becca's iconic birthday party that was based yep. off um the camp met gala yes in 2021 yeah in like june of 2021 um and so yeah that's kind of the first time i had heard about it and i was just gonna audition anyway because that's just what i did in college um of course. but as somebody who has donned the geesh for theatrical roles before and non-theatrical roles um mm-hmm. I was like excited to maybe pick that back up. Um, but Nern, I do Doja Cat need to know how you came to the decision to audition for the show. Because actually Nan and I had worked together on a separate show. Oh, yes. Which we're not gonna talk about, but um Okay. <laughs> uh, Nan and I had worked together a little before, and so we knew each other like a little bit, but not like, you know. Not fully. I might not have had you as a podcast guest if I had a podcast at this point that time, you know. So basically, I never really got parts in high school. And Mm -hmm. thinking about like college theater, I was like, absolutely no way would I ever get like a part in college theater because like it seems so like out of reach for me. Mm -hmm. And then after freshman year, spring, I did intro performance. And Becky was like, hey, like, we need people to do this. Will you audition? So when I was like, oh, she asked me to audition for a college show, I was like, that means something. So I was like, immediately a little bit of an ego boost. So I auditioned for it, whatever, 
was in that show it was whatever and then um summer before junior year happened I met Becca she told me about mm -hmm. the season and I was like hmm I do miss the theater and I do mm -hmm. miss performing and I do enjoy it uh, a little bit if I do say so myself and we talked about it and she told me about the two plays and immediately when she said the two plays I was like okay absolutely no way would drag seat be the one that I would do I was like okay I'll do the other one and yes. then like I literally was like at no way I convinced myself that there was no way that I would be any of the roles in drag seat just because like in the past I do I've remember been, yeah I've yeah. never been like a raunchy type anything and then auditions happened and September 2nd 2021 and they changed my life forever oh my god was that callbacks that was callbacks wow oh my god yeah so, do you remember though um, yeah let's get into this because callbacks was like yeah. the first time where i was like okay this is gonna be a little iconic mm -hmm. which i had to jump through hoops to attend that callback really oh yes. for your shakespeare oh because, yeah you were working yeah i was famously i was doing my first mm -hmm. ever job that i got paid for in theater mm -hmm. um I was assistant stage managing slash assistant directing, but much more assistant stage managing. Um, uh, Pittsburgh Shakespeare in the Park's production of Hamlet. Um, and it was like during our tech, it was either during our tech or it was like during a pickup rehearsal. But like, I couldn't like, I like, obviously it's like a big deal, like Miss Tech, but I was like, I was like, girl, I'm moving on. We have like four more weeks of the show to do, but I'm like, I, I need to audition for this show. I need to be at the callbacks. And so I was like, I was making moves. But part of the reason it was so hard was because I, so our set was like a bunch of boxes and I carried around so many of the boxes in my car. <laughs> um, oh. like they just lived in my car, the whole rehearsal process and the whole like production, like the run of the show. Um, yeah. And so I had to like coordinate it, but I got it. So, and it was nice because everybody else like was like actors or like actor adjacent. So they all understood that like I had to take a minute to go and audition. Of course. Um, and so, yeah, so I got special permission to like leave my work and then go and do the callback. Um, and then we did the callback. Mm. So um, Becca, what was, what was that like on your end? Oh my gosh. I was, I was really nervous, to be honest. It mm -hmm. was like going to be my first time hosting callbacks in person, like all on me. Mm -hmm. um, Cause like I directed my own show the year before and like done a lot of assistant directing and stuff, but I was like, Oh my God, I need to be like good enough for these people. And I need to make mm -hmm. sure they have fun. I was like, guys, are you having fun? You're having fun. <laughs> We're all going to have fun. Um, <laughs> We're all having fun. Um, and yeah, I also had so many people there. Like, yeah, I do. There was a lot well. of people there. Yeah. Um, which was crazy. Oh my God. But also there was a lot of roles in drag seat, to be honest. Oh yeah. And, um, I did come in. They always say, don't come in with like a preconceived cast list. And I sure did come in with that. <laughs> Um, and I learned a lot about what not to do in those mm -hmm. instances and, and how not to run a callback. Um, <laughs> but it was, we started off, what was the first thing we did? I think we did, we did our that. little, oh, the like, little exercise. Acting. Yeah. We did do the improv exercise. The improv. We one. did like a dance 
I think we did like a lip sync thing. Well, we also yeah, did, like, we did. did everyone line up at the front of the stage and oh, add, yeah. like, drag queens. Also, Becca, you don't realize you like single-handedly, like that day was so important to me. And you don't even know. Yay. Well, I know that you all start y'all were all mingling in the whole way. And mm. a few friendships did burst out of that. So I am glad. Um, yeah. I do feel responsible for a lot of friendships actually in that way. So I believe there was some component of we had to like dance around the stage or like lip sync in some capacity. Yes, that was true. We did do a dance warm up um, to Ariana Grande, of course. Oh, yeah. And wasn't it the thing where like if you looked at somebody, you had to like do something? Oh, yeah. You had to match their pose. Like, oh, you had to yes. share the pose with them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. OK, that was kind of mm-hmm. slow. Good and idea. then we did like a and then we did a thing where like you were leading us through like this improv exercise where we had to react to different things. Yes. Yeah. Those those are nice. Those are yeah. Nice I think they're fun. I, I, I would use icebreakers and stuff. Yeah. Um, and you were right about people like getting to talk to each other in the hallway. I just didn't get to experience that because I was basically in the callback room the entire yeah, so, <laughs> night. So that is one thing. Also, two hours is not enough for a callback, especially the well, amount also, of people like, you had there. Yeah, I was at the last show callback right before, so we I was there from like six to like whatever ten something doing both. Yeah. Of, both of them. Yeah. So yeah, crazy though. But a um, callback for the other show. I stole you. No, literally in the audition, because there was Ricardo was also casting and then Kelly was casting for the little read through. Mm. And they chatted me in the Zoom chat and were like, are you thinking of Quinn for your show? And I was like, so, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So pretty much need Quinn <laughs> a little bit <laughs> so don't you dare um, <laughs> no but I that was another thing about my job is I couldn't go to actual auditions I had to submit like a, a self-type yeah yeah um but so yeah and then we did sides and um I had Quinn on stage the whole time to see who so that you know um <laughs> just seeing who worked well with Quinn and um our other little star was one miss parker stevens oh my god (laughs) who came out of in my eyes came out of nowhere and absolutely like kind of killed this role of little murderous child oh yeah what a nefarious little boy (laughs) in the best way possible um like he really wanted the part too because he worked so so hard oh my god yeah and like I I could never thank him enough. <laughs> like what even the hell? No, he, <laughs> he was, was so committed so to that committed. role. It was crazy. It was crazy. And actually. he killed it. Like he killed it so hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um No, I remember wow. even the callback. I remember like because I was obviously like I got paired with him a bunch of times and I was like, oh my God, he's yeah. like giving. Yeah. He really and, like was, doing like, stuff he... I had known because we because we had like known Parker or I had known Parker. I did my first show at Pit with him as well. Um, the crazy show where I played a dog. Um, oh, right. And in that yeah. show, oh my God, Parker had a, like had this crazy thing where he literally just had to sit on stage like crisscross applesauce for like an hour and a half and just <laughs> stare. Like that was his whole, and he had to speak in unison with this other person. That was his whole thing. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a little bummer. And so the show is crazy. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> but yeah, this is this was really cool. But obviously, through like doing classes and stuff with Parker, I'd known. Um, but even like, yeah, he surprised me and he continued to surprise me through like the process because 
he was fully like in like by the time we ended the show he was in full drag like learned how to do drag six makeup, inch heels six inch yeah. heels a wig all these weird the, all these crazy costumes the most, yeah the most like terrible quick changes of your life leg <laughs> avenues best um <laughs> fishnets um, um yeah but i would say probably the most important thing becca saw that day was when nan and i did oh our reading oh and and the the room went wild <laughs> like i knew so i was thinking of nan for the jennifer frittata role and um when i had seen connie Langish and, and jennifer frittata like you two just like your comedic timing with each other was just so crazy <laughs> and i guess this was the first time you had ever obviously acted in a scene together am mm -hmm. i correct this was yes. also the first time we ever really like talked yeah, yeah you know, we, we talked during Miss You Like How. Kind of, bit, but like not really. Bit. It was literally like you were on the back of the stage and I was like on the ground. So we never really talked during filming. And even when we were on Zoom, it was just like, hey. Yeah. I remember one day we walked down Forbes Avenue and I was like interviewing you a little bit. You did. I do remember that. Oh, I get to know you. But yeah, so Nan and I, like Nan and I knew each other casually, but then we got into this scene and Nan and I, so my character, Connie, was a lesbian so she was married but Carson's mom is like gone the whole play like not in like an abandoned way but in like she's on like a business trip or something um <laughs> and so um Nan is a new you're a new neighbor Jen was a neighbor think, in the yeah. building you're 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 her wife's co-worker but you also yes. move into the apartment next to yeah, works Connie. On berserk um oh, uh berserk <laughs> that's when so she went Berserk. I forgot that whole part of the play. Oh my god! Um, Me too. No, and... this is crazy. It's also crazy. Like, I really wish I had a video of it of the play because at the time I was like, I've seen this so many times, I will never forget any moment of this. And now I'm like, wait, what the hell so did I even funny look to watch like? In like? Ten years. Exactly. Oh my god! It would be uh... so funny to watch in ten years. Um, it would be so funny to watch now. Um, yeah. But so, um, yeah. So Jen, but like. Jennifer Furtada and my character Connie have this like crazy sexual tension the whole show. Mm -hmm. um, and when Nan and I got in the room and read the sides, it was over. We went right for it. <laughs> like, yeah, the jokes, the physical comedy jokes, like truly Jim Carrey level. I don't know if that's complimentary to you either. I love you, but... Jim Carrey. Okay, good. <laughs> that's one of the um, highest praise you could give me, possibly especially for physical comedy like it was just it really it was it's perfect. also really funny because you guys can't see this on zoom but i'm like six three six four and nan is i'm literally five nothing zero. yeah yeah um, nothing <laughs> and i was wearing like a little two inch like one inch two inch kitten heel and had a wig kitten on heel. so like um i'm also like nan's also like a hundred pounds soaking wet <laughs> nan um, is so, so i'm teeny. just like I'm just at least like <laughs> twice to three times Nan's size. And like, so it was just, it was just like, but I didn't realize it when I was like in, in um like the thing. But when I actually saw pictures of us, I was like, oh, this is actually crazy. <laughs> it just made it that much more beautiful. Intros, so many of the intro kids wrote about that. Uh huh. What? Like, how about this height difference? How funny that was? Oh, really? The height difference? Yeah. That's funny. No, but I, I, yeah. forget which, 
I forget what exactly we did during the callback, but like we like immediately got like really close to each other and yeah. were like touching. Yeah. Or we might not have been allowed to touch each other because of like COVID and stuff, but like we were We were close. Yeah. I don't remember what what the side was. Like was it the one where I think it was where you first meet. I think it I feel like it, you know, the scene where like we had the thing drop from Yeah, the... that's what like... I think that that's like what the side was, but before we figured out that moment. Yeah. No, yeah. that was funny. Mm-hmm. That was hilarious. We had a state or a stagehand uh, run up a ladder to the top, tippy top of the theater and drop a little fur ball down for Nan to sexily pick up in front mm-hmm. of Quinn. To bend and snap. And it was yeah. worth it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Every single time. <laughs> Uh, wow. Yeah. And so then Nan and I get cast in the show along with others. Yep. Um, yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Etka, etka, etka. Etka, etka, etka. Bacon, bacon, bacon. Bacon, bacon, bacon. And so, yeah. And then we get into like the rehearsal process. Um, yeah. And uh, so, where do we, like, where do we even want to start with this rehearsal process? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, okay. There was. Well, there's some difficulties with the show in general that I honestly mm-hmm. did, had not thought through enough. Mm-hmm. There's There was songs. <laughs> if, if Nan was not part of the process, what would we have done? What the <laughs> hell would have happened? What, like, I don't know what me and the sound designer would have done. Anyway, um, the video component component oh if yeah there's just there, like a whole video what would we have done and so like me like begging the department for a projection designer for that part and then uh, and there like, were also just people in the sh- like that was the other crazy thing there were people who were like in the show who just were never at rehearsals were, because they like were just in the video were in the portion, video part and they didn't but have to that be was, at shows either well, that was attractive for a lot of people. It's oh. like, because I, I know I ha- in the Google Doc for the callbacks, I was like, do you want to be in the video part so that you only have to come for like two days and you get to be in a show this semester? And a lot of people came up to me and were like, I only want to be in the video part. Yeah. So that was like nice for some people, I guess. So they got to be involved, but like didn't really have to do that much. But it was fun. Um, But I guess it was also sad for some people who wanted to actually be in the show. Well, they were, but anyway, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. So yeah. Hey yo. Um, I also that would be another thing of having the recording. I still had no idea what that looked like. Yeah. Y'all never saw the video. No. The only times we were able to is when they were like first positioning it, and it was like so horribly like positioned on the like random like sound thing, and it wasn't even Dang. like a plain white thing. So the picture was I so really long. I really should have showed you that <laughs> you guys could have asked <laughs> I like saw it being not victim landing but... um, <laughs> come on maybe we should have because we were supposed to be like reacting to it but I mean yeah you're reacting to the dialogue though if there was mm-hmm. anything wrong I would have said it but um yeah okay good to know good to know a year after <laughs> I saw that uh cool <laughs> um yeah and that was also a funny part is like we don't talk enough about how that the video what happens in the video also is so important 
to understand the plot and then the issues with the video like audio quality and then the projection quality is like was a little bit of a downfall from a director point of view Mm -hmm. peace and love peace and love peace and love to me (laughs) but because i try try my best (laughs) um anyway but the rehearsal process in general was really fun Mm -hmm. we did not need to be there as much time as we were i will say some of the days that got a little funky again with peace and love were some intimacy coordination days oh yeah (laughs) yeah so yeah it's just tough to deal with especially with like Mm -hmm. the covid thing happening we're wearing masks Uh, at first we got the message that we weren't supposed to like even touch each other or be so close to each other turns out that was actually a lie (laughs) no guys doing i cannot describe how annoying it was to be like somebody who like did and performed in theater during like a pandemic like it was actually like during the COVID 19 pandemic in specific because it was actually just like it was stupid yeah it was so stupid like everybody had to be six feet apart but and we had to take these really long breaks um Mm-hmm. It was much more prohibitive than a show that Nan and I would do in the future. But um, but yeah, it was also really weird for this show because like so much, like a lot of the show was that we were like close to each other. Yeah. And then we ended up having to do the show in masks, like a full ass drag show in masks. And like the art of yeah. drag is not one where your mouth is usually covered. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I know it was yeah. um, there was like that was that was a little that was a little tough. Um that was a little tough. But yeah, and then the For intimacy sure. coordination. If you guys don't know, if you guys are not like theater people, um, yeah. Recently, with like the Me Too movement in particular, like it's been a lot. There have been a lot more conversations in um, professional theatrical communities and kind of like going down from that um, into like amateur levels about like intimacy on stage and intimacy depiction and how yeah. we can like depict intimacy on stage without making anybody feel uncomfortable, which is great. Yes, it's wonderful. Amazing. So glad we're having mm-hmm. that. Discussion. Sometimes. It's a little teasy. It's a little tedious. Sometimes, <laughs> yes, it can be very, it can be very tedious to do. And it, it can um, really feel like too much for some particular moments. Yes. And uh, yeah, for, for instance, for instance. Yeah. So I played a mother in the show. And there was one thing where Becca had blocked me to hug my child while they were leaving yes. for school, which I don't know about yes. you guys, but mm-hmm. that was like a pretty normal thing that my mother did growing up. Yeah. Like she would hug me yeah. before she left. And I remember I had this like tense moment with our intimacy coordinator because um, she was like, and guys, guys, you've heard me on this podcast. Like I am a philosophical, intellectual kind of person. Like I can yeah. really get into the weeds if I believe in it in it i just didn't think this was that deep because i was literally just hugging my child before they went to school but when i told the intimacy coordinator that they were like "Mm, no that's not enough of a reason to touch somebody (laughs) and i was like what do you mean (laughs) what even do you mean even (laughs) like yeah what do you yeah i don't know but then once we once we kind of tapped into the the necessity to like have reasons like that because 
guys, the three of us were really scared when we had to explain to our intimacy coordinator why we think it would be funny for you guys to spoon on stage. Oh my God. That <laughs> we were so bad. nervous about that. On, on the ground. We were like, okay, guys, how do we explain this? Like, how do we explain that we need to no, have because, you guys spooning on the ground? There was so I will never forget that moment. No, exactly. I'll never so forget we that like, moment because we were literally like in the front of the house and you were like, so basically, Nan and Quinn are going to be lying um, on the ground and uh the front <laughs> the quinn's front is going to be in close proximity to the back of man and goes oh. <laughs> 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 our intimacy coordinator, our intimacy coordinator goes, <laughs> so you mean spooning and you're like oh so like yeah <laughs> also maybe oh you could call it that <laughs> um but the joke did land it did work yeah and then quinn did I just never, I just never reined Quinn in when you would put your boob out. <laughs> Connie's boob out. Yeah. That was just like, right there. No, guys, that was so, no. Okay. So, Quinn's I had breast this... in close proximity to Nantita's face. I had like the whole, no, wasn't I in front of Nan? Or am I remembering that wrong? No, I was. No, like, Nan was, was in front of you. Oh, you crawled in you. front of me. So this scene was actually crazy. <laughs> it was such a physical scene, especially when we were in full drag. Oh, and this was yeah. another thing that was so funny because um, I remember when I d- first did the because this scene I have like a temper tantrum in the scene. Yeah. Um, which required me to like fought. We blocked it so that like I fell to my knees and did like oh why and then i literally proceeded to like put my body back down on the ground and just roll around like yeah like like a child um and like bang my fist and do all this stuff and the first time i did it the intimacy coordinator was there and she was like oh do you want knee pads for that and i was like oh that'd actually be kind of nice because if you guys remember the whole time we were doing drag seed when we would do like intimacy check-ins i would always tell people not to touch my one knee because I fell really bad. I like slipped when it was raining one time and I really like busted up my knee. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my knee hurt for like months, like oh boy. after that. And so um, I was like, oh, that actually be really nice. So I don't like re-injure my knee or anything. And then like when we were actually in things, I was like, oh, so am I getting knee pads? And they're like, oh yeah, we meant to tell you, we actually don't think that's going to be possible. Did costume say that or did I say yes. that? I said that. said that. No costume. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no costume said that after somebody literally suggested it to me, and I was like, "What?" And I was, and that that'll contribute to a theme I'll talk about a little bit later. Yeah. But anyway, we just ended up. It was actually it actually ended up being kind of funny because I had to run and grab a pillow off the chair. Like we had these couches, yeah. and I had to run and grab a pillow because it a was just a camp. Pillow. It was a camp absurdist like show, and so we could literally just yeah. do whatever we wanted. It's so true. And, and so then that's how that. it got to Nan. Um, that's how it got to when Nan came over and like started spooning. I eventually added this thing where I was wearing this dress. I was wearing, guys, literally the weirdest looking dress because it was like a dress, <laughs> but it was slate gray. Like it was like <laughs> it was a like a housewife dress, but like with long sleeves. Yeah, and it was gray. Like it looked so weird. Um <laughs> and I literally, um, I li- it had a zipper on the front. It like zipped all the way up. So I would unzip my like thing and reveal the bra I had on under. And it was so yeah. funny because I remember at one point costumes told me to ask Becca because I have 
hair on my chest um and mm-hmm. it was like a little v-neck kind of thing and so mm-hmm. back i remember i had a conversation with becca being like so do you want me to shave my chest and she was like yes if you're comfortable with that basically and so i was like okay and so i basically just shaved like a triangle into like <laughs> my chest hair um but when i when i unzipped and like pull it open you could just see the chest hair anyway which but i thought, I, I thought so that funny. was so much so much funnier <laughs> And it was also really funny because I like I had makeup on, so I like made it all look the same skin tone. But then, then... <laughs> my, the, like it was a vast, it was like at least two shades darker than like my actual skin tone, especially under a place that doesn't see the sun a lot. Yeah. Um, and so there were multiple layers of comedy going on at all it points was... during the play. <laughs> at all um, points, boom, 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 comedy. But yeah. um, we do have to our play led up to that scene. I was just gonna say we have to talk about how. It wasn't that Our scene. intimacy coordinator said it was that scene that you're tantruming, you guys are spooning, and that um, basically the first little victim, the first victim of um, Carson Lingus is um, a child, another drag child. <laughs> drag child is so funny. Sorry. Drag child named Summer Breeze. Mm-hmm. And um, his mother sornful is that a word scornful <laughs> go. i was gonna say sorrowful that's what i meant oh sorrowful of sorrow sorrowful um comes into the room all t- uh connie is tantruming and says what does she say fuck off is this a bad time oh <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> oh my god she says is this a bad time and then connie says yes and then um mrs breeze goes okay so that was the pinnacle of the play <laughs> that was yeah <laughs> and i remember she she said that to both you and me because i remember before we i remember because i was assisting our intimacy coordinator on another job and like the first time she read the play she was talking to me about it and she was like she mentioned that moment to me specifically then too i was like so that's crazy because wow <laughs> wow oh i just God. didn't what happened that. so there was i remember that was one of the moments where like we almost broke like during an actual show but i didn't like it was more nan and our friend julia who played that role because yeah. like what happened that day because i would like because she would go is this a bad time and i would be like on the ground and i did this thing where i would like put my hands down like dramatically <laughs> and like rise up and say yeah like it was like intense. yes yeah like yeah. almost demonic um the thing that made me mm-hmm. break is the fact that like i would look into julia's eyes and she would just pause for so every show she paused like waited even longer to say okay and then she would leave and that pause where i was literally making direct eye contact with her and her soul <laughs> like i would be biting the inside of my cheek so hard like that's the only oh, reason we had masks because i was fully just like sometimes i would just like there were a couple yeah. times I was glad we had masks on because some of the <laughs> some of what we were doing was so absurd that like you, had to you laugh. couldn't yeah you had, you had to, had to laugh. well there, there was, was that one dress rehearsal the day before we opened Quinn and I absolutely lost it do you remember that oh everyone the last dress rehearsal everyone was absolutely losing it like even in the four of us in the audience <laughs> <laughs> we laughed at everything so hard you guys were going extra hard that day also like there was extra bits where i was just like yeah, yeah hilarious 
No, yeah, there was. Yeah, I remember. I forget what it even was, but I do remember there was this one time where we had to stop for like two minutes because Nan and I were laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I remember when we went back down to the dressing rooms, the people that were in there like could only hear what was happening and they heard us like screaming and like crying. And they didn't think we were laughing. They thought we were like in pain or something because of the way we were like making these noises. I wouldn't yeah. know because I never went down to the dressing room. Yeah. Oh, that's also something. The callback should have been a warning to Quinn. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> that, um, Quinn, the the show was like, what, two and a half hours? Uh-huh. Quinn was on stage for two hours and 22 minutes. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like, not was not stop. allowed to drink water once. No, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that just Or go piss, thing. girl. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, I wouldn't have been able to pee anyway. Um, but yeah so yeah that and that wasn't that wasn't becca's fault at all that was just how the play was written um yeah because it was just written that my character was in literally every scene for some reason yeah um and like so i literally had to be on stage it was a two and a half hour long show i was on stage for such a long time i was off stage for like two which also it also we also did run into like this issue where one time my mic wasn't working um like properly oh and then one time like one time my mic wasn't working properly oh this is actually two separate instances so one time my mic wasn't working properly and like during my one like my longest break from the show which was like five minutes I wasn't on stage I -hmm. had to they were like oh can we like check your mic like the cord of your mic and I was like so the thing about me is I'm wearing a wig and my mic is under my wig (laughs) and so So, I was like so do I have to take my whole ass wig off and they were like yeah actually you do and so I was like okay sure and so then I literally had to take my wig out which has multiple bobby pins in it because I'm rolling around on a literal floor during me literally just standing next to one with my arms open like this collection man and our friend Sean who was also in the show um Mm -hmm. and played like our landlady um yeah they were basically like holding all my shit while I like took uh, while I like took my wig off mm-hmm. um so that was one time and then another time and this was luckily the only time this happened but I hooked my mic onto like my bra and so one time my mic fell out of my bra like it fell off my bra and was just like floating in my back um oh. and like I ran off stage for like two minutes and I was like okay if I, 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 and it was a really short time I was off stage, but I was like, okay, I need somebody to fix this real quick. Um, and it was near the end of the show. And so I run to one of the assistant stage managers who are pretty high ranking. Actually, at this point, I think she's a deck captain. So like pretty high, like they run a whole side of the stage during the show. Yeah. I run to her and I say, can you please like reach in my back real quick and um, hook my mic back in? Um, and she goes, actually I'm not trained on the mics let me go get this other person who is and I was like we don't have time for that (laughs) (laughs) you can't (laughs) because I was like I was really going back on stage in like two seconds like literally I had just enough time for somebody to put my mic back on and that's it um like I didn't have time for her to go on the other side of the stage and get somebody um which you think after watching the show for however many times they were at that point you they would, would know. know but yeah um you can't expect things out of people um which is also something i learned on this show um it's true so, it's true uh yeah and then um yeah luckily only two things like that ever went wrong except for when the lights went out <laughs> and i was not there i would have 
Oh my god, yeah. that was crazy. That seems crazy. <laughs> that's one of my big. Re- that's like the only thing I regret about that show. I was like, I could have made that so much funnier. Because mm. one time we were on. One time I was doing a monologue, so I was the only person on stage. I'm doing a classic phone monologue, where I'm talking uh-huh. on the phone to my loving wife, and then what happens? But all the lights in the theater go out. Boom. And I think what had happened is the light board op like accidentally turned the entire light board off, or like the light board crashed, or something happened. But like the lights were down for a good two minutes. And so I was like, mm, what the fuck do I do now? And like it's like during an actual show. So like people like people are in the audience like paying for tickets to this. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I just like kept going with the monologue and just like set it in the dark. <laughs> what do you wish you would have done? I wish I would have said like, oh, Chris, did you forget to pay the light bill? Like I thought it could have oh, been like, okay. I was like, I always think about something that could have been funny. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. yeah. Um, but it was after that mic moment where, and there were, we'll talk about another reason why this was in like a second, but I just felt like nobody would help me on that show other than like Becca and like mm-hmm. Nan, but like that was pretty much, and like people, like certain people in the cast, but like they also have like jobs to do that are like, not helping people but like right. the people who were there to help me like the stage hands all that kind of stuff like nobody was <laughs> nobody could help me yeah <laughs> nobody could help me oh boy i was and like i'm on so i'm on my fucking <laughs> own kid like yeah <laughs> you always knew it you always, I have, always been. have been um um yeah i guess we should talk about the big issue though yeah which was Ultimately, we yes. Ultimately, though, it was a and me and Quinn love to find the root of issues. The root of this issue was people not understanding a fucking joke. No, literally, y'all can't take the fucking joke. No, and it's whole, crazy. It was crazy because this whole play was just like supposed, like it was a joke. Like, like it was, you, yeah, it was so, it was so ridiculous. It was so, it was so unserious. unserious. Like you weren't supposed to take any of it seriously. Yeah. However, and, and like it was did. good. <laughs> and that's good for a satire because I think satires run into an issue because the whole thing was satirical and it was a parody and it was a spoof and it was all these things. But like satire, like Glee, I always think of as like our best, like kind of modern form of satire. But Glee kind yeah. of failed at being a satire because there were serious moments to it. It got which, too serious. And that's what makes people go back now and be like, so why the fuck were they doing this? And it's like, you can't have it both ways with something satirical. Like something satirical has to like go there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do believe true. this show did that. Like I do believe this show like made it enough of a thing where it's like, n- don't take these people seriously. Like there was nobody yeah. in the play who you were supposed to root for. There was nobody who was like a good person. I found it to be the most goofiest play ever. Um, And so the issue was that some people in the cast one or two in particular actually did not read the show before they accepted their role. Yes. Which so when you should like just tip for anybody. Do. Just tip for anybody who's ever like doing a play and a th- like anything. You should read the play before you audition and make sure it's something you want to audition for. Mm-hmm. And then if you get a callback, if you haven't read the play yet, that's a good place to read it. And then yeah. if you get offered a role and you still haven't read the play, Make sure to read the play at that point. For sure. Um, For sure. And make sure it's all stuff you're comfortable with. Because then if you get cast, mm-hmm. and then if you get cast and you're not comfortable, at least fucking quit. Yeah. 
do us a favor. It would have been easier if some people just quit. <laughs> I tried to fire them also, and then I was not allowed to. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah. You fired. <laughs> you fired. You actually got fired um, <laughs> from the thing you, that you were never going to get paid for. So, that's hilarious. <laughs> You've been um, terminated. <laughs> um, but yeah, so some people didn't read the play. And then they when they did read it, um, a week after accepting their role... They read it as something to take seriously, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Which, guys, I can't um, describe to you how, like, what well, what's a good example of something in the play that, like, would have tipped off any regular person that's not supposed to be taken seriously? Oh, literally, I play a, I play a lesbian, and there's this one thing where I just, I literally just say, I like munching carpet. Like, that was a line I had to say. <laughs> Yeah. And you talk about like the, yeah, when you're talking to your child about how you love like the, uh, what the bedtime story. Oh, you read RuPaul to your child to go to bed. Uh-huh. Ru. Yeah. Ru, like, brother, hello? Bacon, Logan, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Ru, the third fall brother. Um, <laughs> um no, oh, and it's like, such a and, ridiculous show. And Car- also the character of Carson is like cursing and like, yeah, like, and he's riding on the couch. And he's he literally kills somebody because they win a drag competition that he wanted to win. Yeah. Uh, also, the main character's name is Connie Lingus. Oh my god, my character's name was Connie Lingus. <laughs> Nan's character's name was Jennifer Frittata. I don't even know what that joke is about. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't even know. know what is being made right there. But um, yeah, it's pretty hilarious. Charles. Um, Charles. Okay. There was Wendy Breeze. One of the, the mom of the character who gets killed, Summer Breeze, changes her name to Wendy Breeze. Changes her name. Yeah, didn't she change it? From what? No. No, From she what? changed it. Remember, because she was like, I wanted to be like Conalingus. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. I thought, but. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. That happened. That's before play business. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. There's a paramet, a sexy paramedic who. <gasps> oh my god. Who, who claps? Well, that's not that's not in the show. <laughs> I was gonna say who claps and makes people disappear, but that's not in the show. That we we just made that. <laughs> There's floating <laughs> hands, guys. <laughs> Again. Oh yeah. No, that was written. <laughs> There's floating gay hands. There's a freaking cloudy with a chance of meatball typing scene. I forgot about <laughs> yeah. that. Oh my god. Yeah. There's a <laughs> oh yeah, so... but like everything There's... about this show was so unserious, so much of a joke, but people were not in on the joke. Yeah. They said that this was like a Republican senator's version of like a gay, like a gay joke. I don't know. Um and they also called me straight. Oh. <laughs> oh my god which as we've established on this podcast is not true it's not true guys it's not true um so that was really motherfucking scary mm-hmm. and then yeah so i i tried to fire them because i was like they don't even know like how could they be a part of this now happily like <laughs> it's obviously um i don't understand why they then... wouldn't just quit like i don't understand if there's something you like so that's the thing i never got about it like if there's just this thing that you so fundamentally disagree with then why would you want to be a part of it no exactly well i don't think that yeah i don't know i don't know really what know what happened on their end um 
but yeah so that was annoying to deal with throughout and we had to take out a lot from the show that mainly this person was unhappy with and then the department was like okay yeah let's okay this was also a crazy thing they're like you got to make these changes to the script and i was like okay i think i i like bargained with like the trying to get the least amount of change possible mm-hmm. and then i was like okay so like one thing that was like the the playwright has told me since the beginning he's gonna come see the show mm-hmm. so like you just gotta let him know that these changes are happening or like I- i'll whatever and then I thought that that had been done, that he'd been sent the changes until like a week before we open or something. And I'm like, he's definitely coming, guys, to find out that no one sent him those changes. And so then I had to Zoom call with him for like hours and talk to him about like this and like the changes being made. Which, guys, it, the plays, the plays unpublished, right? Yeah, yes. The play is unpublished. There's like a lot, like there's more leeway with that kind of thing. But like published plays, like it's a big deal to change the like dialogue in you, a yeah. You can't like you're not supposed to do that like by any means, except it's yeah, unless it's like Shakespeare and a part of public domain, like yeah. So like any play under a hundred years old, <laughs> um, yeah. which is most of them, um, like you can't mm-hmm. change exactly without like express consent of like the playwright or their estate um yeah and so i I guess we got but like in a kind of shitty way yeah well it's not published but anyway um so that was tough yeah and the thing that annoyed me as like the actor about it was because first of all i had so many damn fucking lines yeah (laughs) like yeah i had to memorize the whole play basically um and there just wasn't even a discussion like mm-hmm. like it would get it would obviously like it would get like the department would tell becca and then becca would tell us and then by the time it reached us there was no like recourse basically um yeah and so like i remember because i was getting like a little like the first couple edits and there were there were certain things that like i was uncomfortable saying like my character was supposed to say like the d slur used mm-hmm. to like describe lesbians um yeah because my character was a lesbian but i i like I, like i remember reading that and like i went into the, the like the play knowing that was a thing and like knowing like and like at the first read through i communicated i was like when literally when we got to the line in mm-hmm. the first read through i said i'm not super comfortable saying this so like what can we do about that mm-hmm. and there's <laughs> and, a difference between like switching out one word or like omitting one word uh-huh. Then like very very clear like edits like yeah. rewriting and mm-hmm. like fundamental parts of the play like there is a a point in the play where Connie misgenders their child mm-hmm. and it is the ultimate downfall of Connie mm-hmm. at the end of the play when the last line of the show is it's they. Mm-hmm. mother or whatever and then mm-hmm. connie's ultimately killed how much sense would that make if the misgendering never happens literally and guys it's literally a joke yeah it's like like 
it's just it yeah so i don't know Mm -hmm. it was very difficult to like handle that situation and yeah i felt very helpless and then (laughs) it made me it was like gaslighting me i don't know even though there was this one there was this one there was this really like because i like at there were some times where i like I know I was being like, like this process was the most like diva I've ever been, but it was honestly just because I felt like I was being pushed to the brink a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like I yeah. felt like cornered. <laughs> yeah. And like there was this one time, like I remember like when we had that conversation, like Becca and I, I forget what it was exactly, but like Becca and I went and had like a private talk, like outside the theater. Yeah. <laughs> we, like, like as had, friends. Yeah. We had like a whole, like, <laughs> we're like, we literally just said like, I think Becca like was like, okay, we're not talking as like director and like, actor right now we're just talking as friends like <laughs> and I was like I'm so pissed <laughs> and like we were like we were just like venting to each other for like 10 minutes of rehearsal and then at the end Becca was like can I have a hug <laughs> <laughs> yeah I felt like bad I don't know it was I was very much stuck in the middle and I'm also being mm-hmm. told like yeah you, you are, are the- you're in a bad position yeah because I'm like being told that I have like the power in the room use your power in the room blah 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 whatever like and then they're also like but you have to do this and you're the actor that you have issues with now ultimately has more power over you. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And, it's <laughs> cool. also, and it's also something that like, I don't think if a guest director or a member of the faculty, who's like an actual like person who has a career in theater um, yeah. already, like if they were the director of the show, I don't think it would have been the same kind of situation. And so it felt mm-hmm. like it was a little bit more of like the whole like student direction program was like, oh my God, we're giving you all this freedom. And it's like, it's your show. And like, it's like, you're doing the thing, but then it's not actually because we can still tell you to do whatever the fuck we want you to do, which isn't the case, which Nan and I would also learn on the next show we worked on together was not always the case when you had like a actual like adult who like, like works in theater mm-hmm. as the director. I kept thinking about the next show as being Wawab. Oh, no. <laughs> totally forgot about that fucking other one. No. Another which was student fantastic. Play, which had its own challenges with that kind of stuff oh. as well. Well. I mean, not censorship, but like the power. Yeah, we worked on a lot of shows together, Twin. I didn't even realize. Yeah. I didn't even realize. Whoa. I know you're long. Um, and then there's also another huge issue that... I was not involved. Well, <laughs> I was slightly involved in, oh, yeah, I but I was more one. so told about it after because I I think a lot of it was happening like during actually the show process, which if people in theater don't know, the director is kind of like hands off at that point. Like the show is what it is and you can go see the show. You're not giving notes to actors uh, between like performances. Mm-hmm. It's just the show is what it is. I like to go see it though and enjoy when I could. Um, but I was not like as deep in the process as you guys, as the actors are. Mm-hmm. Spending a lot of time together and maybe saying and doing. Well, why don't you guys? I don't even. Was... Well, it's well. You should like. I don't know. There was we one. Set, there was just a person. Just set in up our the cast. issue. <laughs> there was this person in our cast who, like, obviously Becca and I. If you have listened to twenty something episodes of this podcast and you haven't learned that Beck and I are a little jokey. Yeah. Um, you don't get it. 
yeah, you don't get it. The girls who get it, get it. The girls who don't, don't. And that was literally the situation. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it was just, um, and I just have a very dry, like, sense of humor. And then when I'm like, um, dry, referential, like that kind of thing. And also mm-hmm. when I don't like, like somebody or when I don't like enjoy spending time with somebody I'm not like rude to them I'm not like anything but I kind of just like and I don't know if this is worse in a way but I kind of just try to interact with them as least as possible I feel like that's fine and that's what most people do like I'm just you don't have to like I'm just trying to keep exchanges short I'm not going out of my way to talk to somebody and that's just my own way of I am trying not to bully you yeah, I'm try like if I talk to you too much, I'm gonna start to bully. Like I'm gonna start. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna start to razz. I'm gonna start to razz a little bit. Um, <laughs> and so there's just this one person in our cast who is just like, first of all, like never in on the joke of the show. Like Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I just honestly don't think they had the capacity to like get the jokes in the show really. And so no, yeah, it honestly all started when I said, um, "What even?" Oh, it was. Um, at one point in the rehearsal process, we kept quoting that video that is of that little girl in the closet and she farts and she goes, oh my God, guys, what was that? Guys, I'm scared. Guys, I'm, guys, I'm scared. scared. I'm scared. I don't even know what was that. Um, and then- And I didn't do it. Like one time we were leaving rehearsal and I literally just go, I literally just said like, guys, I'm scared, like out to the room, like as a joke. <laughs> and this person turns to me and go, goes, what are you scared of? No, they just go of what? Uh, <laughs> and I ran. I ran. Guys, I'm scared. Of what? Of what? And no, I just crazy. turn and go. I just turn and deadpan go, it's a reference. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't get it. Girls who get it, and they get did it. it. Girls who don't don't. Because yeah. the thing is, it's like we talked about the reference. We played the video at rehearsals like Everyone kind of knew what it was. Everyone in the room knew what was going on. Yeah, no, something else yeah. about something else about us is that like if we had a reference, we were just showing each other the video all the time. Like yeah. <laughs> literally. One thing about us is you we will say see? the same thing over and over again. Oh yeah. The amount oh, of oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. No. And it, it's like even if you don't get the reference, you've heard us say it enough times, like you should be in on it now. The amount of times we said, guys, I'm scared, or this is a little spook magook <laughs> <laughs> off the charts. Off the charts it was crazy the play was based off a horror movie yeah like come on come on yeah and so i don't know we when we were just in like the i guess it came from like being in the dressing room together and i had this little there's like this is so like dumb and like but there was like a men's dressing room and there was like a women's dressing room and so i had like me and carson who um was like my son or my child um <laughs> whoa we had our own dressing rooms because we had like the most to like do kind of. Um, and so we had these like private little dressing rooms in between the two dressing rooms. And so I was friends. There was like, with, like doors my... connecting all of them. So you could, yes, there were doors the connecting all of them to, to each other. And yeah. so I would just have my door open a lot. And sometimes I would go and hang out in like the girls dressing room. Cause my friend Julia was over there. Nan was over there. Um, Lucy, who was another girl in the show was over there. And so we would all just like be in there, shoot the shit. Like, just like regular stuff um yeah and then becca gets approached wait i think you guys told me about it 
Wait, no, no, no. Julia got approached. <gasps> Julia got approached for what reason? Actually, because she was in the play for fifteen whole minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that's the thing. I found out about it through you guys. Oh yeah. my god! Because my because remember the director... day the day we found out was the day that Red Taylor's version came out, and we were on our way to Julia's house to listen to it. Oh my and god! And we were held back a little bit yeah. to go drink our wine because Julia got pulled aside and Quinn and I specifically were told to keep going as Julia Quinn and I were together oh my god I don't remember that going and we waited outside or in the lobby and then Julia met up with us and told us in and we were like huh (laughs) the way Julia immediately told you why wouldn't she though like what (laughs) is the logic behind that like also Um, the thing about all this is even more confusing considering like the three of us like we're like best friends going into the process basically and at that point like we were so close oh yeah, yeah. we spent every day together like, um yeah wait so what we haven't established what actually the so Nan, <laughs> what was the assistant been, director yeah <laughs> what what Nan. had the assistant what oh. did the assistant director tell julia so basically i don't know if i, I wish i remembered word for word what happened but basically there was a little talk of a bullying scandal Mm-hmm. that was brought yeah. to Miss Julia's attention. And the reason that Quinn and I were not allowed to listen in on that talk was because apparently Quinn and I Quinn and I were the bulliers. Were the assailants. <laughs> <laughs> the perpetrators, if you we were will. The perpetrators. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so y'all were bullying basically this other person. Adults. And how did yeah. Adult, yeah. And I and adult and there is bullying a other adults. <laughs> There is a theory. Basically, the the theory that the what naysayers <laughs> have come up with was that y'all were bullying because you were like leaving this person out. Is that the like assumption? I guess. I guess. Or like we don't we don't really know where it, this came. This from. is why in life. This is why in life I'm a very like. I'm not quick to lose my temper, but if I have to say something, I'll say something like, and if we got beef, let's eat. That's my mantra. Like (laughs) if you have a problem, just say it and and say it directly to the people you have an issue with. Obviously there's like exception to that rule, but if it's something as like petty and stupid as like, oh, these people aren't talking to me in the dressing room of our college play we're doing together. Like you can say that to me. If you like, if you feel excluded, you can like, speak up for yourself a little bit like also we're yeah. in college and being like word for word accused of bullying someone like do we like push them against the fucking locker and try to take their lunch money no we <laughs> thing, doing like Quinn was doing 10 pounds of makeup every night I was just sitting looking at myself in the mirror because that was my nightly routine every show I would just stare at myself in the mirror for so long mm-hmm. and do my like two coats of eyeshadow <laughs> I don't know how to do makeup and and your affirmations and our bullying scandal that was it like I don't really know like Lucy would be watching watched, TikTok like, we would watch the SNL sketch, the bad high school theater. Yeah. And yeah, like, I think it, yeah, it was just the, like, it was just that like, and maybe we were exclusive in the way that like, you guys have inside jokes, but like, yes, that we had inside jokes that like, again, this person was in the room for it. Like if they really wanted to, they could have like learned, they could have cracked the code. They could have <laughs> cracked the code. Like it's not even hard, but I just don't even think they could like, intellectually play with us in that way which you know that's the thing i guess we all like really were like 
on the same like we all connected our brains were just yeah. like so like yeah we had similar sense of humor we all found like similar things funny and so like I don't know yeah yeah so but I remember I remember being because we had gone through the whole process and now we were in shows and then this like bullshit comes out and I'm just like oh my god yeah I was so Last We got a lot of quotes on the quote list that night from me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also, this is the second weekend of shows because didn't it come out November 11th? No. Uh, I think this is the first weekend of shows. When did no. Red- or was it? Wait, or was it the second weekend of shows? No, it might have been Does in. I- no, it, it was the Thursday. Yeah, no, it was like it was between the two weekends because mm-hmm. it would have been the Thursday. Yeah. Because uh, the album came out on a Friday. Yes. Mm. And we all went back to Julia's house to listen to, it, and that's where Julia told us about it. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's crazy. Damn, that was terrible. Yeah, that was yeah. yeah. Ooh. Ooh. So now it's just a now it's just a joke in our friend group. The Nan and I are bullies. Yeah, my thirteenth scandal. Every and Nan, one. Nan, <laughs> not again. A lot of bullying scandals before. Yeah. <laughs> Famously. It feels like that we learned through this process. Um, um, guys, I miss you guys so much because think, we used yeah. to just, we would have rehearsal for four hours and then we would still go to each other's houses and talk for like fucking five more hours. Not even each other's Until, houses. The street at the corner. corner. Yeah, on the street. On the street. The yeah, corner of either Oakland way. and Bates. Stanless yep. Until. Entrance. Until basically I would have like 30 minutes until I had to be awake for work the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> living on the edge no it was no it was honestly such a fun process and like for as annoying as it was it was it was really just fun that we got to like basically just like goof off with each other for like a month and a half it was really yeah, it's true time. um we have to say like we really did create such a funny show quinn mm-hmm. got dropped on our anonymous pit connections instagram <gasps> where people look for love as like i swear to god i did not write that no, okay. and then Quinn got recognized in bootleggers later, um, like that month for yes, it was we were in boots for the fake wedding and <gasps> drama. And a girl was like, Were you in drag seed? And you were like, Yeah. And then I was like, So actually I I directed drag seed. <laughs> you can avert your attention to me. Um I have no memory of then, that, but Nan also loves oh. to tell the story of <laughs> what? I love see one thing about me is being recognized from the drag seat is one of my favorite things in the world. To this day, really? I was at the club's production of The Addams Family late October, and someone was like, this was the girl that did the typing in the drag seat. And they were like, oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, thank you. But there was this one occasion, I believe it was in like November, a couple months, a month or two after drag seat closed, we were at the musical theater club Cabaret. I don't know if we were waiting for it to start or it just ended or something, but this girl like comes up to me. I don't know what she said even. I don't know if she was like, Quinn and I were standing right next to each other and she looks at me and goes, were you in the drag scene? <laughs> oh my and God. I was like, oh my gosh, yes. That's so funny. No, but it was funny because some people wouldn't recognize me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because you were in so much makeup. Well, Quinn didn't even know you were Connie until like halfway through the show. Yeah, because I had just like pounds of makeup on my face makeup wig everything yeah um and then also the playwright did come see the play 
and oh, loved it. My God. And I'm... loved Nan's so music so much that he paid her to play it in La Mama in yeah. New York. Which is crazy, honestly. That was a fun time. I forgot about that. Exactly. Nan being famous. Yeah. yeah. And now I'm, I got to add that to my resume and I'm doing something like that again. And except <gasps> instead of La Mama, it's at the Biome. Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, Nan's, Nan's, it's crazy how talented Nan is. Oh, yeah. It's a little upsetting. She'd be getting all these opportunities, but it's because she is so talented. It's um, because of the drag scene. Ultimately, I owe everything in my life. <laughs> You're welcome. As you should. Thank you. I can't, Thank I'm looking you. so hard to try to find this Pitt misconnections that was wrote about me. Oh, honestly... oh, don't worry. I I have it on hand. Oh, really? Because <laughs> this was this was actually nice because for our next season of shows, I like was auditioning and I was really nervous because it was like my last season. I really wanted this one part. Um, and so I was like so nervous all day about auditions. And so like I remember reading this like the day of my audition and it gave me like the biggest wind in my sail. Uh-huh. And it says to Quinn Murphy in the drag seed. I just wanted to tell you, you were absolutely phenomenal. And I loved every moment you were on stage. I couldn't stop thinking about how you were born to perform. So glad I got to see you rock. And I think because it does have the word rock. So we did suspect Nan. Yeah, I do. I would believe that Austin wrote it. Um, it's very... I- but like I don't, I don't know why anybody that, who like know like knows me or like at least semi knows me like wouldn't come up to me and just say, "Hey." Fair enough. Should I text him right now and ask? <laughs> no. If you think you got it like that, <laughs> I don't have his number. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> Probably better for everyone. But, but there was like a time yeah. where I was like, "Did I write this?" I truly was being <laughs> gaslit into thinking that I wrote so I believe it. that. <laughs> and I was like, I did just too much of a coincidence. Off. Yeah. Okay. Except I swear I said it before you, but anyway. I'm I'm not such a I swear, I goals. swear on thanks to her, I, I said rock on once. <laughs> Man. My home screen. <laughs> I know. I just don't live and breathe it like you do. You stole her whole fucking flow, man. Um, but yeah. Well, to end this whole little segment off, um, yeah. let's go round robin real quick and just share maybe like our favorite memory from the whole production uh, process. Yeah. Becker, what was yours? Oh my God, starting with me. <gasps> um, <laughs> I got nervous. I have to say... I guess just seeing, I think it was the last dress rehearsal. Like that was when I was like, oh, like I had so much relief. Everything was so funny and it was working like pretty much what I wanted to see. Also, the set was, it was so fun. Like I really liked the set. When it wasn't breaking. When, oh yeah that's like a whole another thing like oh the show God, probably caused our... the te- technical director to get fired because he like almost killed a lot of people on our show but that's fine um because the Wait, walls were breaking why? oh yeah oh yeah that i don't think dangerous. it's a coincidence it, oh, he no, was yeah. fired like weeks after no during the sh- during the run i forgot during the run of our show our tech director at our theater department like mysteriously like has to leave the job and we later found out that he was Rest tired. Like, 
is basically yeah. confirmed that he was fired. Fly high angel. Um, <laughs> and um, but and he had day. literally he had literally started working there that semester. Yeah, there was a day I had him that semester for like what stagecraft. I was in the shop with him for like seven hours on my own. That was probably one of the most scared I've ever like moments <laughs> I've ever been for my life because he was like, oh, yeah, so you don't want to do this. And he shows me he has like a whole cut down his finger of when he like messed up. And I'm like, so. I don't want to see things like that from you, the person who's trying to teach me to be safe around saws. Oh I don't want to see all the injuries you have. Um, so yeah, that was terrifying. Yeah, terrible, horrible. I hated um, it. Uh, damn, Nandita. I think. Well, this show was like one of the main shows that like this was like a huge confidence boost for me because like prior to this show, I was like I'm never getting cast in anything. Like I'm an ensemble person. Like I felt like no one saw. Like I was like okay, wait, I feel like I'm good at this stuff, but I felt like no one else saw that. And um, I was like, oh wait, poor people are laughing and like. I think like literally just the typing thing, like when I was like jokingly pitched that and like everyone was oh. like, oh my God, so good. And I was like, what? And it killed <laughs> every night. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it was just like the little stuff. Like every, I was like, oh wait, this is kind of fun. That like, I'm, I felt like good at what I was doing for one of the first times. And then like the whole music stuff and that kind of like was like the start of that, at least from a confidence. Everything was like a big confidence. Like it kind of like laid the, whatever the heck that's foundation it catapulted you into stardom and just like all the little like jokes like from the little boundary track checks every night um the random like that one time like quinn would say oh don't touch my right knee or that one day that i walked to rehearsal crying on that sunday when i was like okay my boundaries are my left knee my right shin and my rib cage after the famous incident you got hit by a car (laughs) yeah nan got hit by a car on the way to rehearsal Sorry, Nan. It was awesome. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. And just getting to become better friends with you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Okay, Quinn, I guess what was your favorite moment? Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) uh, Honestly, what was my favorite moment? Bitch, she died. <laughs> oh yeah, was, that was honestly so funny because I didn't know that was gonna happen. And that's one of the <laughs> like I remember when I watched that. So um, my character dies at the end of the show, and um, yeah, and on it, the I think it was Becca, the last dress rehearsal we Becca, added the sound bite. <laughs> Bitch, she died, which was said by Candy Muse at the roast of Ross Matthews on season thirteen of RuPaul's Drag Race. And I remember when mm-hmm. I was watching that with my friends, and like when Candy Muse said, "Bitch, she died," like I remember <laughs> laughing so hard the first time I saw it. And so when I'm laying in the bed, like when I'm laying in the bed, like and it plays and I'm not expecting it. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not supposed to laugh right now. <laughs> yeah. We were all laughing backstage, ready to like come on for bows. Like <gasps> we screamed. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, kind of bows were like my favorite part every night because bows, we could just be like goofy and it was like a time. Mm-hmm. Like I remember we would just do all like this funny stuff during bows because like applause by Lady Gaga was playing and mm-hmm. we would like dance mm-hmm. off. Like one time I started doing the WAP choreography. Yeah. Like in full drag. <laughs> I have a video of that. Um, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, but that was fun. And honestly, just like goofing, getting to be better friends with like, because it did, br- it did bring me closer to a lot of people. And mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was kind of nice. It was kind of nice because it taught me a lesson because I, I feel like as like in like theater, like especially as performers, you're always like, there's just this thing where like you always want to be like the role that has like all the lines and everything. And like, I'll, and like this show was like probably the most I'll ever be like that in my life. Unless I do like a, you know, in the future, if I ever do like a three hour, like one person like thing, but like, right. This is like the pinnacle of like I had the most to do, I had the most lines, uh-huh. I had like all this stuff, and it was still like, and it was it was honestly like, oh, this is actually really fucking hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like this is so much yeah. effort to do, and so it kind of dispelled that a little bit for me, um, which is kind of mm-hmm. like the main thing I kind of learned from the show, um, or yeah. not the main thing, but one of the many things I learned from the show, um, mm-hmm. and so yeah, yeah, it was a crazy ride we all mm-hmm. went on. I know I'm ultimately very proud of the product and everything that I feel like I really think that I learned so much and oh it makes me miss theater so much and like comedy and doing everything like and you guys what the hell I know guys I'm sad I have like longing in my heart Uh, poor me (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) <laughs> all right. Well, I think we said all we need to say about the shore. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and now we're gonna take a little break, but then we'll be right back for our segments. Guys, I'm scared. Connie Lingus. <laughs> all right. You rang. <laughs> you rang heard okay so <laughs> it's time for our weekly segments and we don't have any comment corners because guys what the hell i'm scared please guys i'm scared this is a little spook magoo you must comment on our instagram you must comment on our tiktok you must comment on our youtube you must email into manic pixie jumps here at gmail.com we will never stop telling you this we will never stop never stopping no. Okay. So <laughs> um so yeah, it's time for our jump scares then. Um this is anything that Quinn Nan and I found terrible, terrifying, super califragilistic, expelladociously bad. Mm-hmm. So Nan, as our special guest slash intruder, did you want to start off with what you found scary this yeah. week? Okay. So one thing about me is I am working two jobs. I'm a senior in college. I'm in a play, very physically demanding play. It's a lot of movement, a lot of bruises. I'm so exhausted. I don't really have time to live my life. And I can't even go out because I have to like stay COVID safe because I'm the only one that doesn't have an understudy. So if I'm out, show's done. And one thing about me is I'm also in finance, also known as finance. Um, And I did put that off because I hate finance and I don't care about it. and that has bitten me in the behind. So I had a finance exam and I just literally kept pushing everything off for months and months and months and months. And then, oh, oh, it was test day. And like the day before, maybe even the day of, I was like, okay, give me a little review. So I got caught up a little 10 minute review session of the basic stuff. I was like, okay, I feel a little okay. When did the, I went into the test, mm-mm, mm-mm. I didn't know a mm. single question. And like, I know sometimes people are like, oh my God, I guessed on every single one, but like they didn't. 
when I tell you I guessed on all 27 questions I guessed on all 27 a questions. test with only 27 questions it seems so yeah, small but, it was like, but like also complex it was like hard like financial okay. sense to me like it's like hard and yeah I didn't know I genuinely didn't know anything and I was just like playing a game I was like okay let me like act like I'm doing work and I was like doodling on the test like paper to make myself look like I was working harder and I would rewrite the question just for fun and then I turned it in and I was like you know what I don't care and for some reason some a part of me is hopeful that I did get a good grade even though I guessed on all of them but that wasn't even my jump scare but now I'm done with it was it like multiple choice that you could guess on all of them yes but like um, all like math calculation stuff based oh dang dividends girl dang I don't know. As someone who once had to take a game theory class, I'm empathizing. I with love your game I repressed my game theory class because honestly, the hell I, was was the damn, I was in the damn trenches. I truly love game theory. I love that for some reason. Anyway. Okay, well, shouts out. <laughs> so that does seem really scary, even though Quinn and I are no longer in school. I certainly and can put myself honestly, in Nan, shoes. Thank you for sharing that because that just really affirmed my decision to not be in school anymore. Yeah, yeah, I was feeling a little. I was missing out. Um, I know. I was feeling nostalgic, but you just killed tests. that. Actually, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good job. Um, but yeah. So then, Quinn, what was scaring you this week? Oh my god, I had a whole journey yesterday. Actually, getting into the Airbnb that I'm sitting in right now. So, mm. I um was only gonna be here for two days. So I was like, oh, let me find a little Airbnb. And it was actually a time where booking late kind of helped me because I ended up finding this Airbnb literally the night before I left Lake Como. Um, that was only $24 a night. And mm. Airbnb is like anything else. Actually, not like anything else, but it's like Uber Eats or like Ticketmaster or anything. And there are fees. And so when you see like $24 a night, you can add like a bunch of money to that basically because like there are always a bunch of fees with Airbnbs. So anyway, mm-hmm. but still like even my grand total was for like two nights. It was going to be less than a hundred bucks, which like for private accommodation is, is like pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. And it's like a, it's like a sizable apartment. Like, you know, anyway, um, it sleeps four apparently though. And I, there's only one bed, so I don't know how that works actually, but um, anyway. Okay, um, okay. So one thing that was weird that I noticed about a bunch of Airbnbs in this area is that check-in wasn't until five. And as somebody who has stayed in, I believe it's 26 different accommodations in the past two months. Uh, let me get a mm-hmm. fact check. Yeah, yes, this is my, actually, this is my 27th accommodation in the past like two months. Usually okay. check-in times are at 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. So not being until five was really weird. And so I'd already booked my train ticket, which was my mistake. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was getting into Annecy at like 11 o'clock. And so I was like, okay, so that's not ideal. But most times when something like that's happened, usually you can either store your luggage somewhere or like if you tell your host, they can like help you check in early and stuff like that. Um, and so I reached out to my host um, in like my initial message and I was like hey I'm getting in at this time if there could be like if there's a luggage storage or if I could like maybe check in early I would love that and so they don't respond to that message so then like 24 hours later I send the same message being like hey is there anywhere I can like can I check in early or can I store my luggage and the host only speaks French so like our conversations are translated on Airbnb 
And okay. so that might kind of be where it is, but they're like, oh no, early check-in probably won't be possible because there is somebody staying in the Airbnb the night before you. Um, and so, but like if any check-in time is earlier than five, we'll like let you know. And so I was like, okay. And then I asked, like when I, like I asked yesterday morning, I was like, is there anywhere to like store my luggage then? And I do not get an answer for the whole day. <laughs> Perfect. And so I'm literally here in Annecy and I have my two bags with me all day. And so luckily, um, uh, I'm traveling kind of late. And so nothing too bad. I went to this little park that like overlooks the lake and the Alps and it was beautiful. And I had a bench to myself. So I just like put my bags on the bench and like sat there for like an hour and a half and watched the world go by. And then Mm -hmm. I found like a little cafe and stuff. Um, but I couldn't find anywhere to go to the bathroom because I tried to go to the bathroom on one of the trains and the toilet was like out of order and there wasn't a bathroom in the train station and there wasn't a bathroom in the cafe I was at. Um, and so it gets to five o'clock when I check in. So like no early check-in. I didn't hear anything from them for the rest of the day, basically. <laughs> um, and so at this point, I'm like, I need to go to the bathroom really bad and I'm tired of carrying my bags around. And they said they would send me the code at 4.50. And so it gets like 4.55 and I'm just like, okay. And so I messaged them and being like, hi, can I have the code? And they were like, yeah, sure. And then they send another message being like, and just so you know, our housekeeper wasn't actually able to come because she had issues with her car. So the apartment won't be clean when you get there. Mm, delicious. So okay. I'm like, so I'm like, what the fuck do I even do at this point? So I just... <laughs> I just, I just decided to walk there. Cause I like, again, I have to go to the bathroom. So I'm like, at least I know I can go to the bathroom here. Um, mm-hmm. I, I can even shit here. Um, <laughs> or I can't even wipe my ass here. <laughs> that's the joke. Um, yeah. Yeah. I and so even. I walk in, I like check myself in and I open the door. There are like, and it's like, clearly somebody has just slept in here the night before. <laughs> And so like the bed's not made mm. and like mm. there are towels hanging up and it was like a really like disconcerting thing at first. And then I like fully like texted them and I was like, I, I like texted them and I was like, cause at that point I was like, okay. And this, and this is me y'all. I will be slightly inconvenienced if it means I can get a little bit of a refund. <laughs> so I was sure. like, uh, <laughs> do I like, do I care enough to like actually book like a whole other accommodation? Because at that point, I was like, I can get a refund for the cleaning fee. And that's only like $50 I'm spending to spend two nights here, which is like really good for mm-hmm. private accommodation. And so I texted them back being like, okay, I don't feel like staying somewhere else, but I will need you to fully refund the cleaning fee I paid for. And they were like, yeah. okay, yeah, totally. And so, yeah. And then I also don't know how to lock the apartment up. So I was just, I just like, like I have keys and I don't know if the door was ever truly locked. It felt like I unlocked it when I first came, but I'm not sure if I actually did. Oh um, boy. And so I fully okay. like slept with like the front door unlocked last night. Oh God. It's <laughs> a little scary. And I was just hoping nothing bad happened. <laughs> nothing nefarious. Yeah. Well, glad to see you okay right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Becca, what was your manic pixie moment this week? Oh, so my jump scare. <laughs> or fuck. What was um, your jump scare? <laughs> or, or fuck. <laughs> fuck. What was your jump okay. scare this week? 
Um, okay, so one thing about me, I hate wasting time. Um, sometimes I'm a pretty patient person, but I really sometimes my issue with Virgos is they move too slow, but that's totally unrelated. Anyway, I wasted like four hours this week watching this fucking Netflix show with my mother called The Inside Man. And listen, usually I love Daniel Cucci. Okay, he's like Daniel such a good actor. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I love him, and so. I was like, okay, like he plays this whatever prisoner. Every episode was like the same thing. It could have easily been like 45 minutes long, this whole series. And it was like Mm -hmm. four hours of episodes. And it made me so mad. The amount of times they were like, a different character was like, hey, he killed his wife. He knocked her head off. You think he's a good person? Like the amount of jokes that was... It it, it it was crazy the amount of times that was said differently by everyone in the show was it like a joke basically was it a joke or was it like serious it was serious but like it's the character trying to make a joke you know because okay. like stanny stanny <laughs> daniel Cucci. <laughs> daniel Cucci. um he had <laughs> killed his wife knocked her head off decapitated her and then like that's why he's in jail but he was he used to be a criminologist so he's like i will solve other murders actually while i'm in here um so he does that guys don't fucking watch it it was so dumb <laughs> it was so dumb it actually not me becca off. hobart approved yeah no you know you know you know you know um Stand it's just it was... those things so sorry ma'am keep keep going no 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 you should go you should go thank you so much i was just gonna say daniel cucci is one of those things that becca does that I'll be thinking about for the rest of my life. <laughs> Thank like, you. you it's that very adjacent in the summer where every, there was like a week during things for filming where Becca would blink. I would be rolling on the floor laughing. No, or- I really had Nan in my little hand for like a good, a good amount of time there. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I would laugh so she hard at anything finger. she did. And I still do to this day. Oh, Becca's one of the funniest people so ever. If you oh don't God. know from watching Thanks, the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't figured it out by now. Um, <laughs> it's very Daniel Cucci and <laughs> Tiffany Hotshell Ray are like the ultimate duo of people. Tiffany Hotshell Ray is T- Timothy Chalamet. It's inspired by the fact that Macy cannot remember that Timothy's name is not Tiffany. She always calls him <laughs> Tiffany, like fully Tiffany just Chalamet. like thinks that his name is Tiffany Chalamet. So oh, Tiffany what's his sister's Ray. name? Gertrude. And I know that for certain. Timothy Chalamet's sister who's in Sex Lives of College Girls, her name is Gertrude? Gertrude Chalamet. His sister? You're fucking with me. You're fucking with me. <laughs> yeah, no, Nana, have you ever seen is... that show, Sex Lives of College Girls? I haven't seen it. I know, good. but I didn't know his She's sister. She's one of the there. girls. <laughs> I I was trying to Google sex lives of college girls, and I just Googled sex of lives. Oh God, that's gonna get oh, you God. some crazy results. <laughs> crazy. Nah, her name's. Oh, it's kind of close. Her name's Pauline. I, knew, <laughs> I wanted to say Maureen. <laughs> okay. Oh, where'd you get Gertrude from? <laughs> Sometimes we have to guess. I'm I'm on the Quinn train now. New season yeah, of that show. I saw an ad for that show today because I was watching HBO and I was like, I'm so excited for that. I really do like it. I need to watch it. Okay. Well, now that we're all scared and 
yeah we now have to be happy ultimately um so we move on to the manic pixie moments this is anything slay gaga boots the house down pussy purr pop so um nan as our intruder why don't you go first i think my intruder she's the only non-white person on the call becca wow what about you quinn wow oh quinn you're italian you're Italian X. Italian. Quinn, why would you X. say that? Yeah. No. Uh, Nan, what scared you? Yeah. So no, what made you happy? Oh, fuck. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like we don't do this every week. Every it's like week. we didn't do this two hours ago. Near moments ago. Yeah. Okay. So basically, my MPM, my MPM, as I like to call it, was Ooh, that... Nice. Thank you. Our my good friend Dance Nation at the University of Pittsburgh did have its opening weekend this past week, and it was awesome. Opening night was crazy. We had people were sitting up in the balcony, like it was a packed night. We had like 180 people were there. Um, it was awesome. awesome. It went super well. Today's my off day. Tomorrow's my off day, and then Wednesday to Sunday shows again, and then it's over. And then oh my gosh, auditions for next again. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, that's so exciting. Aw, so can I you guys really believe that I'm graduating? Too. No. What are you gonna do after that? Do you know? That's, that's, a point, cool. that's such a pointed question to ask, Becca. I know. Sorry, I've been hurt by that <laughs> before. I had to. I had to pass it on. It's the cycle of trauma. Now, works. what yeah, if man. I work at Ulta? Would you let me work there, Becca? You could come on down. <laughs> I could like. I For could sure. clean things. The thing about you working at Ulta is you don't seem to know anything about makeup. Uh, to this day, what? I don't know what bronzer does. Oh, you're talking to Nan. I you're talking yeah. to me. Whoa. <laughs> As opposed to Becca, who knows the most about makeup, perhaps, of anybody ever. Now. <laughs> I've been learning. Thank you. Yeah. Well, that's cool. All right. Well, I'm so glad your show's going well. Thanks, Nan. Mm-hmm. You can leave the call now. <laughs> all right um quinn what was your manic fixie moment of the week my manic fixie moment honestly just happened like an hour before this so um i was hungry and mm-hmm. i wanted to have dinner but i'm in like a small town on the off season and it's kind of hard being in like a small town especially in europe on like the off tourism season or in like a shoulder season because sometimes things just aren't open mm-hmm. um and sometimes you feel like a little bit of an asshole going in and like asking for like a table for one anyway so i just didn't like feel like the whole restaurant vibe tonight and so i was like what can i do so there was a little supermarket like near my airbnb so i went over there and i bought mm. an assortment of meats some oh. dutch gouda that i didn't realize was dutch until i got home and then i was like oh yes um, as well as some sun-dried tomatoes, a baguette, and some wine. And I literally just had that for dinner. Slay, that's so European of you. Oh, no, literally, I just had a little, like, I was cutting up the baguette. I was taking different pieces of meat, pairing it with the cheese and the sun-dried tomatoes. And that was just my meal. And it was, like, beautiful because I was, like, I wasn't, like, I wasn't, like, I'm so hungry I could eat a horse. Like, I wasn't, like, one of those people. Um yeah never but um but i was just i just need a little something because otherwise i was gonna get hungry and now i think it's gonna i'm just gonna do the same thing for breakfast tomorrow because i have stuff left over 
And Ooh, then, because I did complain, I don't know if, did, was it during like the recorded, was it during last week's episode where I said like the most expensive thing a person can do is order Uber Eats? Yeah, that was last catch up. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I ordered Uber Eats last night and I was like, this is so expensive. I can never do this again. And then <laughs> I was like, I went to the market and ended up like for all that stuff, it ended up being about the same price. And then I was like, oh, okay. Um, but it was nice oh, okay, because both yeah. those times I've spent a lot of money on food, I've like made it like into two meals. Oh, and so Perfect. now that it's is basically the ultimate like way to eat half the price. And so, yeah, anyway, I'm Do just you guys, at life. What's, what's the quote? And I always get it wrong and no one ever knows what I'm talking about, but he's like, and here I am at the most expensive spot in the restaurant enjoying my meal. Oh, oh, me and my friend Corey say this to each other literally every day. I'm at the most expensive restaurant in D.C. almost. Enjoying oh, my meal. My meal. Enjoying my meal. <laughs> R- Rolling Ray says that. Me and Corey okay. quote that constantly. Thank God, Quinn. We always Thank say I'm at the most God. expensive restaurant in Pittsburgh almost. I'm at the most expensive restaurant in Istanbul almost. <laughs> like, okay, where, so I'm at yeah. the most expensive restaurant blank almost. Enjoying my I, meal. I think it's almost is what he said. Rolling Ray is famously kind of a hard person to understand sometimes, but I think he says almost. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy my meal. As in like, yeah. and that's his way of saying I'm at mo- one of the most expensive restaurants in DC, but like yeah. <laughs> that's enjoying wow. my uh, meal. I, I say it all the time and no one ever knows what I'm talking about, but of course you do. And so that's why we host you. a podcast together, Becca. Yeah, ultimately. And um, that leads me into asking Becca, what was your manic pixie moment this week there we go Mm. so my (laughs) good job my (laughs) you should do this professionally um you're my wait whoa (laughs) my manic pixie moment of the week is (laughs) for my um is yet to come and that is on friday i am on my way back to pittsburgh (gasps) i have the weekend off yeah yeah and so I'm going to come up. I'm going to go to Tequila Cowboy. I'm going to not do karaoke anymore because it's too traumatic at this point. Oh, my God. Getting booed off the stage last time was too much. Uh-oh. Yeah. So, but I will try and get some free gin and tonics. Don't you dare worry. Mm-hmm. Um, But I'm excited for what it holds this time. Oh, my God. That's praying, so hoping fun. and praying I run into the waiter. <gasps> fuel waiter in, in any type of way I see him all the time now I Where? see him everywhere the only thing we share is the small town a fool a puddle <laughs> even okay perfect wait so are you going to see allegedly... well unfortunately I don't think I'll be able to because the only time I would have available is the is Saturday like afternoon mm-hmm. it is only 87 minutes long Okay. Which doesn't leave you with the rest of the night. Okay. I could talk. I could talk to Macy. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But, you know, I'll talk. He's going to be like, I'm not seeing that gay shit. (laughs) Macy's extremely homophobic. So, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Sorry, Macy. No, 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 no. I can't. I can't. I can't. Macy's an ally. (laughs) Macy's such an ally. Macy Macy gave me like an 8.5 and we made out one time. So she can't be homophobic. I've kissed Macy. What? I kissed Macy right through that wall. Wait, what? 
at, oh, well, in at the, the pity party. Oh, we were playing spin the bottle at the pity party. Oh, sweet. One of the many times we played spin the bottle. My God. One thing about us is we played spin the bottle. I love that game too much. No, Becca, if, if Becca and I are at a party, we're playing spin the bottle. Playing spin the bottle. <laughs> like, I'm going to force people to play spin the bottle. It's my most talented talent. Yeah. And I've, in, I've in like a it non... from you. Yeah, it's perfect. Okay. Okay. Wait, so now comes and so, to the best part. Yeah, we get to do something very yeah, special we're about to now. Say the same. <laughs> okay. Do you want to do the honors? Yeah, you do the honors. Sure, sure. Okay, so Nan, as a guest slash, I'm not even going to say it because of the accusations. As our guest, you get to do the honors of adding one thing to the stand list. Yeah. So you better know, you better know what it is as soon as you do. And you'll, you're going to have to tell us. Okay. Okay, got it. Or I don't know if it's already on there. So Nan, tell us what you would like to add to the stand list if you have come to a realization. Mm-hmm. I would like to add a song. <gasps> I feel like that's only fitting for me to do that. It's true. It's true. The song may or may not have something to do with <laughs> apparel that you do indeed wear on your feet. Oh, wait, Quinn, I knew exactly what you thought I was going to say. I was like, I might have to reject. I might have to reject if you were going to add something I thought you were about to add. <laughs> Did you think I was going to add, um, the world? I want to be a slave. I want to be your master. Oh, I thought I you were going to add. The second your face did that, I knew that's what you thought. But no, my stainless entry is indeed Sneaker Night by Miss B. Hudge. Baby oh. oh, my God, man, that is not on the- Get your sneakers on. Man, oh my God. That's perfect. So are you ready? Did you eat? Awesome. How do we not already have that on? Man. That's why I was like a little bit like. Good job. Thank you. Wow. Good job. Wow. Art, we've had, we need to have more guests because they're really killing it with adding things to the stand list. Yeah, you're right. This is, yeah. yeah. And with that, that's the end of our little show today. Um, so Nan, thank you so much for coming in and speaking with us, especially on your day off. Thank you guys for having me. This is the best Taking time away yeah, from your thank life. Thank you, Nan. Um, so Nan, where can the people keep up with you if they like what they've heard today? Or know which account to block if they didn't like what they heard. So the second one, I did not hear that. And it isn't if they liked what I said or what I said or whatever. It's when they indeed, like for sure, as a fact, confirmed, did like what I have to say. Um, so basically, if you understood what I just said just now, you should go to my Instagram at one man band. And in that bio, you will find my personal Instagram. You can also find me on Spotify. You can find me on SoundCloud. You can find me on LinkedIn. Please add me on LinkedIn. N-A-N-D-I-T-A space M-A-H-E-S-H. Um, I would say LinkedIn for, first and foremost. Another um, LinkedIn connection from a podcast. Recording. Yeah, I'm, I'm nearing a thousand connections. <laughs> That's crazy. Thousand? Oh my God. You're one of those people. I'm a business person, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot. Becca, do you have a LinkedIn? Yeah. 
That's crazy. Yeah, now that you got your fashion business certification, you have to make a LinkedIn. I know. Wait, that's weird you said that. Wait, why'd you say that? Because you fully shared that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know. I know. I know. But the reason I made a LinkedIn in the first place was because I was in the fashion business club at Pitt for my first year. And that's why I have a LinkedIn. So I never connected that, you know, I could do that. Do you know the University of Delaware, my state's university has like randomly one of the best like <laughs> fashion business like <laughs> okay okay um do they really they have like one of the best like fashion business programs in the country i should have gone there That's kind of no, shouldn't have. <laughs> no i love you d guys um but anyway becca where can yeah. people Becca, what's your certificate? Like, is it like Becca DDS, Becca PhD, Becca, Becca um, MBA, Becca Hobart MBA? Where can people follow you if they are so inclined? <laughs> Becca GIS. Guys, I'm scared. <laughs> guys, I'm scared. Becca, guys, I'm scared. <laughs> Becca S. GIS. I'm not the one you think. No. Gastrointestinal situation? <laughs> No, GIS is something else. It's like. <laughs> GIS is something else. This this is going off SM. the rails. SM. Store manager. SM. Spook Magook. Okay. Age manager. Bacon, 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 bacon. BBB. Geographic information system. GIS. A geographic information Perfect. system is a type of database containing geographic data combined with That's software tools for managing, analyzing, and visualizing those data. Perfect. So my name is Becca. You can follow me on Instagram at Becca Hobart um uh, twitter spotify bex gloss um then also on tiktok where i'll go into world war three you can also find me guys i'm scared <laughs> i don't know what was that and it i didn't do that guys i'm scared <laughs> okay and then quinn where can the people keep up with you individually? You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Quimpy Murphy. You can also follow me on Twitter at Quimpy Murphy underscore. And you can find me in Paris, baby. Um, the next couple slay. days. Nan wow. has entered a basketball emoji to the reactions. <laughs> so that's good. And um wait. If you want to follow the podcast. Oh fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. You can follow- guys. Um, no, it's crazy. Becca, it's crazy. where can people follow the podcast <laughs> if they are so inclined? Yeah, you can follow them. <laughs> you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Manicusy Jumpscare, TikTok, Manicusy Jumpscare, and also on YouTube, same at. We do post the podcast at length, and you'd be able to see all three of our beautiful faces today. Extra face, slay. Um, mm. And then please, please email in at manicpissyjumpscare at gmail.com. We love fan written letters. You can also comment on the YouTube or TikTok. We see those more frequently. The Instagram comments, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that too. <laughs> now that I mention it. Um, but yeah, we love you all so much. And we're, we're Quinn. Quinn. And we're, we're Becca. Becca. Yeah. And 
And thank, thank you, you for, for listening. listening. I was standing by the water's edge. Oh, that should be the outro music. Manic Pixie Jump Scare is hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Executive produced by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Sound and video editing by Quinn Murphy. Social media management and highlights by Becca Hobart. And our theme song was written by Quinn Murphy, Becca Hobart, and Nandita Mahesh.